Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet Earth. What is happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday to you, hump day. Um, I don't know when this, I keep, every episode I keep saying, I don't know when I'm going to put out an episode. I don't know how soon it's going to come out. Um, this one, I'm going to have to say it again. Even though I put them out on time, I still have to say it just in case, but this particular episode might come out on Thursday. Um, I am just compelled with the Kyle Rittenhouse testimony. He's on stand testifying on his own behalf. I mean, he does have his lawyer. He hasn't been cross-examined, and what he was testifying was just absolutely remarkable. But what was, what really got me to the microphone um, was a pause in his testimony where he just had a complete breakdown of the events before he shot one of those low lives. And right now, during a pause, and I'm watching it over on Fox, it is riveting. <laughs> I'm supposed to step out and take care of some business, but I'm just finding myself so enthralled in this whole testimony. Let me see what's going on here. Oh, hold on a second. I think I could bring up the sound for you. The gun in him. And yeah. at that point, when the when the paramedic testified to that, to that point a couple of days ago, Harris, I thought this trial was over. Yeah, so that's Leah Terrell on Fox being interviewed by Harris Faulkner. It is just remarkable. Um, First off, I was shocked that he went up there and began testifying. I mean, the case itself is just slam dunk. The video, even the prosecution star witness pretty much said he, uh, Kyle, uh, shot his arm off, or as he called it, vaporized his arm. <laughs> and uh, he even said it was in self-defense, literally, I mean, in a context. But anyhow, right now, they had to take a pause in the case because... Again, Kyle just had a breakdown on the stand. Um, guy on Twitter was saying he probably has post-traumatic distress or something like that. Could be. I mean, that's a traumatic event when you think about the whole thing. And how it's a 17-year-old kid that went there to help, to render aid. And he rendered aid to a bunch of dirtbag lowlifes. You know? And it, I'm trying to... Let's see what's going on. I, I, it's still in a long pause. I think Leo's still talking. Intentional homicide, attempted first degree intentional homicide, first degree reckless homicide, reckless endangerment, two counts, carrying a firearm illegally as a minor, could carry a maximum sentence of life in prison. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all those charges, Harris, was caught up in what you set up in the beginning. The George Floyd aftermath, August 2020, this country was anti, well, basically pro riot as far as the democrats were concerned but what you had there was prosecutors acting in my opinion erroneously and reacting to court of public opinion because yeah i mean this is uh, it's crazy the whole thing is just crazy i mean video doesn't lie <clears throat> excuse me video doesn't lie i mean you can see him running around he was asking people for help it was pretty amazing how he, um, it wasn't just him. I guess there was a bunch of other guys that were with him. And uh, I guess they went there uh, initially to help clean up a high school. 
earlier in the day. And then I guess they were, he was watching social media or something like that. And he noticed that, I guess one of their friends or something, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, one of their friends had, um, I guess they owned one of the car lots and they went there to help them uh, protect the car lot or something. I don't know. It, it, it was pretty, am- <laughs> I was just kind of blown away just at the fact that here is a 17 year old high school student going there to help. I mean, that just tells you the character of the guy. I mean, that's a dangerous environment to go do, you know, do something like that. That night indicates that this young man had good intentions. Did you hear his attorney say, have you ever met these people before? No. Have you ever had any problems with these people before? No. So therefore, he had no motivation, Harris, to kill anyone. He had no motivation. And, you know, the video that they're showing, I mean, when you really go back and look at all the video, I mean, these guys, are these people that are just going around rioting are just destroying and tearing stuff up and committing senseless violence. And, and a 17-year-old, and I guess the other guys are probably the same age. I guess they're his friends or classmates or something. Oh, I think one was um, her, his sister's ex-boyfriend or something like that. I don't know. They used to date, something like that. Anyhow, I mean, couldn't have been no older than him. And they're going there to help people <laughs> during an insane riot by a bunch of insane, unhinged people. Derelicts. Blake. And, uh, you know, so, Rittenhouse is... Yeah, I don't know when this this episode is going to come out, but I'm going to be pretty much this morning. I'll be watching it. And then I'm probably going to end it right there. I'll probably come back a little bit later into this testimony when he gets back on the air, gets back on the stand. I'm going to watch a little bit, and then I'll come back and talk a little bit about it. And it's just going to be one of those episodes where I just kind of, I guess I'm going to focus in on Kyle Rittenhouse because it is just compelling as hell. And, uh, yeah, they've they've uh, went into recess for the last, what is it, about, uh, it's been now about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Oh, and now they're showing, yeah, I would put, I'm not going to put it on video. I'm not going to do a video on this. But you just see his face in the anguish. And he's like in... Hold on if I can pull this up. did he see? How did he react? Yeah, I mean, they're just showing the video of him. And he's just going through his breakdown. He That traumatized... I mean, that's a young man. That's a 17-year-old kid trying to help people. And, they're, I mean, the guy's coming up to him with a gun in his face. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, man? Guy wants to, he's sitting there telling you he wants to kill you. I mean, if somebody's coming up to me with a gun like that and, to, and just saying that they want to kill me, I, I'm telling you. You know, I had that, if I had that rifle like he did, yeah, of course I'd have pulled the trigger on the guy. You know, that's a, that's a scary scenario for a young kid. I mean, Jesus. And this isn't overseas. This isn't in the Middle East or anything. This is right here in America, you know. By your fellow Americans, they want to kill you. It's just, it's a nutty thing to think about, you know. And and the more I watch this and listen to this, this trial, I am just, it's shocking that he's he's even there in the first place. You know what I mean? He shouldn't have to go through this. But see, you know, I heard something where it's it's pure political, you know. 
the district attorney star witness pretty much gave, you know, gave the pass on Kyle with his testimony, the dirtbag, you know. And so now the DA, he don't care. He's like, well, you know, well, the other the other district attorney, I guess he was a deputy district attorney. He had his face, he had his palm in, <laughs> over his face. He was embarrassed about how the whole prosecution has completely fell apart. So they're just probably going to let it go because, you know, let the whole case go to hell and then just put the whole responsibility on the jury. And now the jury has, you know, the crosshairs on them rather than the DA. So that's how it's looking. It looks like the DA is just keeping it, you know, just to keep the, you know, keep it politically, you know, correct, I guess you can say. And uh, going to put all the, you know, all the hatred because there was another video of a guy, I guess he was sitting there. Um, intimidating the district attorney. He was on, I guess, maybe Facebook Live or TikTok or one of those, you know, those things. And uh, he was sitting there. It was some black guy, and he was saying, sitting there uh, going ahead and talking about, uh, openly saying, you know, they better not, conv or they better uh, not set him free and all this stuff. And it's just crazy. The whole thing is crazy, you know. And if they throw Rittenhouse under the bus, man, that's a whole nother scene, man. That's a miscarriage of justice. I don't know, man. It, it's just really good. on Rittenhouse and didn't intend to... Sh yeah, so they're, they're still in a pause. All right, well, I'm going to stop it right here. When I come back, I'll probably touch base on what I've heard so far. And then we'll just end it right there because I guess this is going to be the Rittenhouse testimony day on uh <laughs> on my podcast all right so let me take a pause and i'll be right back right after this okay i'm gonna <clears throat> okay i'm gonna go ahead and play a little of this he's back on the stand take a listen to this pretty remarkable to the nearest police department that i knew of which was antioch police department in illinois by my house who took you there my mother hey how did you get to antioch from downtown kenosha uh dominic black drove me okay and then dominic Black drives you where? He drives me to my house in Antioch, Illinois, where I meet with my mother. And First, let me tell you a little bit about what he already testified, what I caught a little bit of. I guess after he shot the guy and vaporized his arm, he had started moving toward the police line, that uh, a perimeter that the police had set up around all the rioting. And he went there to turn himself in. And when he walked up to the police officer, he said he had his hands up and he repeated to the officer that he had just shot somebody and he was turning himself in to let them know. And the police said, get the hell out of here. Uh, go home, go home, or we'll pepper spray you. So the police were just so enthralled. I guess they were just so caught up in what they had to do that what Kyle was asking them, you know, he was telling them that it was like just shot some people and the police told him to go home, which was pretty, pretty remarkable in itself. Let's continue. And sisters and I tell them what happened. I sort of tell them what happened. I was still in shock. Um, my head was still spinning. And then we go to the Antioch Police Department where I turned myself in. Who drove to the Antioch Police Department? My mother. And did anybody else go there with you? Not, not at first. Okay. And you get to the Antioch Police Department approximately what time? I would say about an hour after the shooting. Okay. And when you get there, are they looking for you? No. Did you have to explain to somebody? I had to tell them that I was just involved in a shooting in Kenosha, and I needed Kenosha detectives. 
And they take you into custody immediately? No. What did they do? They had me sit in the lobby of the <laughs> police department. That is just remarkable. He turns himself... Not only is he going to a crazy place to help people, all right? He... <laughs> Oh my gosh, he goes and he, he shoots two people, you know, in self-defense, of course. Goes to the police, turns himself in, and they just kind of nonchalantly tell him to sit down or to go away. And then he goes to the police station and they tell him, oh, we'll just sit in the lobby. That's what you do when you want to you get your citation fixed on your car. <laughs> it's just remarkable. Were you handcuffed to a chair? I was not. Did you stay there? Uh, for about four I, I couldn't give you the exact time, but until Detective Howard and Detective Antaranium showed up. Okay. And were you having any physical discomfort as you waited there? I was vomiting and having panic attacks, and my head was spinning, and I couldn't think clearly at that point. I have nothing further. Here we go. Let's see how they're going to trash this character. Right now, Red House looks calm. He's just kind of relaxed, and they're showing video of, the, just, of all the mayhem, the rioting, the nonsense. Let's see if I can fast forward through this real quick because I got, did pause it. Good morning, Mr. Red Good morning. Never mind. Everybody that you shot at that night, you intended to kill, correct? I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to. T I intended to stop the people <laughs> oh. who were attacking me. Are you kidding? I did what I had to do to stop the person who was attacking me. By killing them. Two of them passed away, but I stopped the threat from attacking me. By using deadly force. I used deadly force. That you knew was going to kill. I didn't know if it was going to kill them, but I, I, used the, I used deadly force to stop the threat that was attacking me. You intentionally used deadly force against Joseph Rosenbaum, correct? Yes. You intentionally used deadly force against the man who came and tried to kick you in the face, yes. correct? You intentionally used deadly force against Anthony Huber, correct? Yes. You intentionally used deadly force against Gage Grosskreutz, correct? Yes. With regard to Joseph Rosenbaum. You fired four shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun. That's remarkable. That is absolutely remarkable. How are they going to try to spin it? You, you can't spin it like that. It's just way too much evidence the defense has. <laughs> Since August 25th, 2020, this is the first time that you have told your story. Sustained. Since August 25th, 2020, you've had the benefit of watching countless videos of your actions that night, correct? I've seen certain videos, not all of them. I've seen the majority of them actually here during the trial. 
You've also had the opportunity to read articles. People have written interviews, things like that, about what happened that night, correct? I, I do my best to avoid what people write on the internet. A majority of it, it's not true. You have also sat here through eight days of trial, correct? Yes. And you've had the opportunity to watch all of the videos yes. that have been played in this trial? Yes. Sir, if you could please let me finish my question before answering. And I will do my best to let you finish your answer before I go on to the next question. Fair? Yes. You've also had the opportunity to listen to the testimony of all 30-some witnesses that have testified in this trial so far, <laughs> correct? Yes. And That's after all of that now, you are telling us your side of the story, correct? Correct. Um, I'm going to ask you folks to go in the library for just a second. Please don't talk about the case. Huh. All right. So it looks like that's where they take another recess or something like that. All right. Well, as you heard, I mean, remarkable stuff. It's just weird how the defense is <laughs> trying to flip the script as painting him as going to the right to start shooting people and killing people with the intent to kill. That is just ridiculous. You know, give credit to Kyle, man. He pulled he pulled it together. But that you know, that type of questioning right there, that's why I was a little bit wondering why he would even take the stand. Because again, the prosecution pretty much blew up their own case. So, I mean, he could have just shut up and just took the took the you know, they would have probably dismissed the case or something. Remarkable stuff. I just wanted you guys to take a listen to it. So let me take a pause and we'll finish up this episode right after this. But now we still have comedy, though. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the f***? Joe says shit that even people with Tourette's go, no. No. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's on a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Rambling Joe Biden. What the f***? Well, that was pretty exciting. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, let me, right off the top, let me apologize if you hear background noise. You probably can. Hear that? That's my washer going. I'm trying to get my laundry done and all kinds of other shit. My work that I have to do here on my computer as well as try to balance it out with that Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which has just absolutely got me addicted and compelled to watch it. It's like the it's like the new OJ trial almost, you know, right at the end. It's just amazing. What I took from this so far is the prosecution has absolutely nothing. At this point, they just took a, a lunch break. And the prosecution is basically shooting fish in a barrel. They're, they're trying to go for anything and everything. They're questioning him about the stupidest shit. I mean, the, really the stupidest shit. I think, uh, you know, uh, do you know anything about hollow point bullets compared to a regular bullet? Um, what's the difference between... I think there was one question, I might be mistaken, something about the sling that goes over his uh, shoulder and how it was hanging from his shoulder and, you know, while he was rendering it. It's just 
weird questioning it, that has absolutely nothing to do with the charges they're trying to put on him. I think now they know that the prosecution is pretty much in a tailspin. And they're just trying to get him on something like, I guess, a minor discharging a firearm or something. They're just trying to get him, trying to get something on him. And uh, But what they're trying to charge him with, they're not going to get. That, that's pretty much it. And uh, another thing I took away from it is on a couple of occasions, the judge had the jury leave the room. And he just opened up crazy on him. I mean, he just went ape shit crazy on the prosecutor. The AD, I think he's an ADA, you know, assistant district attorney. And it, it was just really, it was pretty exciting, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, seeing the judge rip into the uh, to the prosecution. So, again, yeah, they're, they're on a break. And uh, I thought what I'd do to, to end this particular episode, that's going to be going on all day. I got to leave the house and all kinds of stuff. I'm just going to kind of see what is out there on the internet besides the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, story, see what kind of headlines there are. And it's very hard to find any because it's all Rittenhouse right now. It's the big thing. But uh, I'll just read some quick little headlines, and then I'm going to call it the day. I got a lot to do. I'm backed up. Uh, let's see. Real quick. Uh, what the hell? One minute. Transcripts of Cuomo being grilled on sex accusers made public. Fantastic. That's for another day. Soccer star accused of, ta- of Tanya Harding-style attack on teammate in bid for playing time. Oh, man. Now, see, that's clickbait for me. I, I'd be all over that story. Uh, oh, yeah. Astral World staff told to refer to possible dead fans as Smurfs after tragedy. Oh, my God. You know, real quick on that one. You, I was I seen a lot more video about what was going on in Astral World. And I noticed one video. It was during the daytime, even before the sun went down, that there were people just trampling other over other people in line. Uh, through the uh, gates people were not uh, tickets were not being checked uh, nobody was looking for any proof of vaccination that's for sure it, it just looked like they stormed the gates at the entrance and it was like a free show i guess i don't know it looked that way but even during the daytime people were getting trampled and everything it's a crazy scene and then i heard something about that guy scott what's his name trevor scott i guess Previously, in a couple of occasions, he ended up, um, I guess he encouraged his fans to start rushing barricades and stuff like that. I think that's his thing or whatever. So, as far as that goes, I think Live Nation has a lot to, is going to have to answer to that. I think they're, people are going to have to go after Live Nation with the lawsuits. Probably Trevor Scott as well, especially if he's had priors of in, encouraging I guess you can say violence. So, hey, you know, we'll have to see what happens with that. But I think there's going to be a lot of problems. And then I heard something also that people were going around sticking people with a needle. And a lot of people were saying that they had to use narco on one of the security officers to revive him. So they were thinking it's opiates or, or heroin or something that some guy was running around, you know, injecting people or something. Something crazy like that. So, uh, I mean... And then there's, there's another report that they think that a lot of these deaths, besides, you know, exhaustion, you know, from being up front in the crowd, that many of these people probably went to cardiac arrest because of the drugs they were on. You know, like Molly and meth and, and all that other shit, you know, the designer drugs and all that shit. 
array of drugs and probably contributed uh, to you know the cardiac arrest on some of these people that passed away. So, yeah, and then they said there's probably issues with you know concerns about fentanyl. So being involved, I, I don't know that that'll I'm sure pan out later. So we'll see about that. Uh, moving on, it says right here Pelosi slammed as hypocrite for attending lavish Getty wedding without a mask. <laughs> Actually, that's not news. That's just kind of Nancy Pelosi for you. Hypocritical, do-nothing, garbage elitist. Uh, NFL teams furious over league's bullshit Aaron Rodgers punishment. Uh, death of two-year-old boy ruled homicide after drugs found in system. I'm just uh, jumping around, guys. I'm just trying to see what is out there. And again, a lot of it is the Kyle Rittenhouse thing so you know what doesn't seem to be too much of anything out there so i'm just gonna leave it at this uh kyle rittenhouse uh, you, you should be a free man if you're not then you know there's gonna be a big problem there's gonna be a lot of questioning going on over there in wisconsin so he should be freed. The ADA, I don't know what their deal is. I think they got a target on their back. I think, again, like I said, I think there's a lot of people that um, want to see the ADA go down uh, for this. And the ADA doesn't want to take the take the heat if he doesn't get a prosecution. So I think he's just going to leave it to the jury. And if the jury doesn't hang him, uh, hang Kyle, you know, then it takes the target off his back and then they get the target on theirs. I think that might be what's going on because... Uh, <laughs> It is a clown show, man. Straight up, it is a big-time clown show. So I'll be following that when they get back from uh, their lunch break or whatever. All right, that's it. I'm not going to talk any more about Kyle Rittenhouse at this moment, except that he should be free. And there doesn't seem to be anything else they're reporting on other than that. Oh, real quick here. Hold on. DA probing Russ shooting knows who loaded the gun. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna just, uh, we'll hit on all this kind of craziness, the other stuff besides the Kyle Rittenhouse case. We'll do that on Friday. Anyhow, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to call it the day. I got a lot to do. So with that being said, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm a ghost. You guys have a wonderful Wednesday. Stay safe out there. And uh, yeah, hey, go check out my videos that I just posted of the, you know, these anarchists or whatever. They vandalized a, a historic mission here locally and i happen to come across it go check that out uh you can find all that on uh on youtube and rumble <laughs> so with that being said i'm done i'm out of here i'm a ghost i gotta go uh my washing machine is going crazy behind me can you hear it probably can probably can't i don't know anyhow with that i'll talk to you guys on friday peace out everybody <laughs>